0: This is the Convo Lounge. Expression, exposure, experience. Welcome to a special edition of the Convo Lounge podcast where we're talking all things the state of the nation address um, that was just given by the President of the Republic of Botswana on the 6th of November, uh, 2023. So we're here to have a conversation, uh, really, or our reflections around the relevance of the state of the nation address to young people and young talent. It's just a light chat. Um, I'd be happy to hear your overall reflections, uh, BK. But I think for me, one major thing to highlight is the fact that this is the fifth I believe state of the nation Address by the pre- current president yeah. um, and remember he was so- sewn in into into his presidential role in April 2018 yeah. and so we've now got like a longer period to hold the president accountable and his leadership in the country um, Yeah, I think quite a number of things have changed even yeah. in the reporting structure of the state of the nation address over the past five years so I'll be looking forward to hearing your your thoughts are
1: huh? yeah fantastic um rightfully so i think uh one thing that really stood out for for me with the state of the nation address for this year is that it's structured in a way in which when you carefully um, read through it or listen to it, you would see how it's slowly fitting into the vision that we have as a country of uh, prosperity for all by 2036, right, of having a knowledge-based economy. Even when you look at um, the state of the nation address for this year, it came at a time when we are at the middle point for the two-year transitional uh, national plan um, that is aimed to align the planning of the country's developments to the voting cycle Mm -hmm. or the election cycle right Mm -hmm. so we are at a point where and now we could be looking to say what it is that the current transitional national plan is doing to contribute to get us to 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 reach um our 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 achievements or our aspirations as as a nation Mm -hmm. so when you listen to the speech or you read uh, through the speech, you would find that there is, you know, the transformational strategy that the government has put in place. And you look at it and it says to you that, one, um, there are industries that are being prioritized uh, for us to achieve that high income um, economy that we so desire. Mm-hmm. Number two, there are different initiatives that are coming uh, by the government. And these different initiatives that are coming feed onto these identified um, industries. So I guess as we go on with the conversation today, I'll just try to highlight some of these um, initiatives and how they are feeding onto the idea that we have as a nation to have that uh, prosperous nation by 2036. Mm, mm, mm.
0: Mm. Yeah, I think you've mentioned a really cool point. I think the direct link between the electoral uh, processes as well, the electoral cycle, as well as our national development plans. I think previously what, what has been happening is that perhaps when a, a, a political party gets into office they're unable to fulfill some of their promises because uh, their plans do not align with the plans of the the country that are, have long been um, in, in play and in action so it becomes a little bit difficult to disrupt the current plans that are ongoing yeah. so I think that alignment that is now going to come into play it brings in a potential for promise amongst young people if there previously weren't young people that were voting uh, because maybe they've, uh, you know, have f- uh, reduced hope in the fact that does voting actually work? Yeah. You know, I think there's now increased hope and, and increased uh, potential for whoever is going to come into power in 2024 to fulfill some of the promises. So I think for me, I think this will be the third time I'm voting, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, so I think that's just something that young talent should probably pay attention and to. And I think
1: uh, it actually should be a Wait, call out to... You,
0: what t- this will be the what? How many times have you voted?
1: Three times, I think. Um, the no, first time, be three.
0: If it's no, three, no, 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 this is going to be the me. third time,
1: right? I voted once when I was still living in Mopani, and where I currently reside, just recently. Okay, so so the third So yeah, so this is oh, yeah. the third okay. time, right? Mm-hmm. It's true, I voted. I'm a responsible citizen, man, <laughs> because I think that also just being able to cast your vote, it gives you an opportunity to now be able to hold accountable um, the people that you've actually put in office to mm. say. These are your plans. If you have ADP 12 and this is your plan for the next five years Manifestal. or for the next 10 mm-hmm. years, then I can be able to say, um, where have you delivered on what you actually um, promised to deliver mm. to mm. us? You know, it doesn't necessarily really mean that um, we're going to see a reduction um, of false promises that often come, but at least uh, it gives us an opportunity to have some sort of like direction to say, hey, you said you're going to do one, two, three, four, five for us. Was you go into office, um, where is it now? Mm. If not, then we could try to change mm. uh, the administration into the yeah. next cycle.
0: Absolutely. I think the next thing that stood out for me is this National Planning Commission for the National Development Plan 12 Yes Alright And I think We're expecting About 30 young people To be um, involved in that you know, commission and uh, it would be really great to see how that is going to happen um, You know, is there going to be an inclusive and open transparent process uh, to involving those 30 young people and I think the work that we need to do as young talent is to think about what do these 30 look like yeah. I think one definitely they should be young talent that is in the diaspora that is not in Botswana to represent in that such that you know our plans are a little bit more outward looking and we can leverage on the intellectual capital that we've built and the social capital that our young button and the diaspora have built. And of course, the second composition in that 30 should be young talent with disabilities um, I think um, you know I've, I've had multiple conversations with uh, different young people that are differently able and they still feel forgotten um, yeah. in society that there, there, there are certain instances where we, we don't accommodate them in our planning as yeah, a country yeah. yeah,
1: but then also I think what is most important would be for us to find a way to include these young people in these different structures by including them and actually having their voices heard because it's one thing oftentimes you know people say that we have these young people on so that they can just take boxes, right? Without any playing any role, any active role in actually shaping how um, things go. So it would be um, a great idea to actually be active in that. And for us to be active in that, Mm. it means that we as young people need to be able to educate ourselves, right? Mm. We need to be able to go out and say, where is this national transition plan, the document? Do I have it because I am uh, in the media space or I have access to... Um, such information as I continuously do my media work mm. uh, how does an ordinary Mozoana out there a student get access to this document so that they could be able to break it down maybe perhaps in the um, us getting to communicate our plans and our vision as a country the National Planning Commission might actually take up that to maybe have a road show where mm. they're going to break um, these different plans down to an ordinary Mozoana so that they could actually understand. understand how they can play a part in yeah, the development.
0: Absolutely. And moving mm. away from planning into, the, I think the hot topic in Botswana is always implementation. Um, that, you know, in fact, people always say that Rwanda is it Rwandans or Rwandese? I think it's Rwandans. Friendly's. Rwandese. Rwandese. Rwandese mm. came to Botswana to benchmark on our ICT policy yeah. and they went on to implement it and now they've, they're making far much progress than we are in the, in the country in terms of the ICT space. So implementation is a huge a, a thing in Botswana and I think it also also manifests in different areas uh, of our country, whether it's national projects that do not finish on time, there are cost overruns and some of them just purely never finish. Um, Or there's infrastructure that we build as a country and we never actually ever utilize it. Right. And we had the president talking about this development manager uh, model that is going to now be utilized um, in government to manage key projects uh, that are involved in in, in terms of uh, infrastructure for structural projects in the country and I think uh, from a youth point of view um, I don't know if this is also going to be applicable from a youth side but we have a lot of idle youth um, centers across the country they're just idle we've built structures there's a huge amount of land uh, but Talent is not utilizing those spaces. I mean, even at the Botswana National Youth Council grounds, right? Yeah. We've got a huge multi-purpose facility, but we don't have young people using that space every single day. Whether it's for sports, whether it's for creative arts or workshops or learning, and so the question is, you know, what is it in our implementation model as a country or in our public service that is actually leaving our ice assets this idle? Yeah. And I think from the State of the Nation Address, I did hear, you know, the president. I'm talking about unity. For the need for us to be resilient. I think there's a need to focus on activating youth communities across the country. Yeah. Right? It's something that we've started um on Conva Lounge, obviously building a community that are, you know, thinkers towards solving this issue of unemployment and also building a, a young community of doers and builders, creatives and thought leaders. Uh, we started in in, in Mitsimatlabu with junior school uh, kids. So I think for me as I was listening to the song, I think there's a need to activate uh, youth communities across. Across the country, and to ensure that we reutilize the youth centers that are idle across the country. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But
1: then, when you utilize such infrastructure, uh, oftentimes there's always a, a saying about um, a mushrooming of incubation hubs which are just uh, providing a space for young people to be there but there is actually a need for more than just um, an office space there is a need for more uh, than just you providing me with um, internet there has to be some sort of support Mm -hmm. um, that actually goes towards that so as we think about utilizing these different um, youth centers that are across the country um, I also know that there are farms uh, that are owned by government Mm -hmm. uh, some which are supposed to be reserve for young people but they're not uh, being used right Mm -hmm. how do we ensure that over and above providing these facilities we also give them support Mm. Uh, be it, you know, linking to networks outside of people who are actually going to help develop them further, mm. um, development of skills of these young person people to be able to utilize um, optimally those uh, facilities. So that is something that I actually wished uh, we could have looked at how we could, you know, incorporate that into our planning as we mm. go by as uh, the government.
0: I think the strategy of some of our key institutions in our country need to be re-looked at. For instance, you know, you bring about a very important concept that okay we've got the assets we've got the facilities and also we have the young talent um now we're going to have more access to internet looking at that village connectivity project that's currently happening in the country where smart, sports. smart spots where we're con- connecting about 500 villages uh to, to broadband that the fourth leg is like you're saying the trainers and the actual you know i don't know if i'll call it trainer of trainers but uh incubators and accelerators that come in with a different curriculum and that help talent to build, right? I think... Organizations like Botswana Digital and Innovation Hub and also from the parent ministry need to think about possibly investing in ESOs. ESOs is enterprise support organizations. You know, Convalanche could be an example of that, but from a youth point of view, uh, where they now mobilize and go into these different youth centers across the country to actually do what you've said um, they should do, right? Because by nature, the way that a public sector organization or a state will or is very different from how uh, business support organizations will operate in the private sector. So our thinking around funding innovators, businesses to also funding uh, ESOs within um, the ecosystem is quite important. I think the last thing that I'll just emphasize now uh, before we go for a quick break is that there's a need for young talent to also hold themselves accountable we need to hold ourselves accountable and take responsibility I think the president on the state of the nation address speaks a lot about an internationally competitive workforce and the question then becomes um, is that whose responsibility is that like yes you have a teacher you have a mentor but at the end of the day it depends on you and what does for instance a smart sports initiative on connecting 500 villages mean for you as a young person it means that you can go to a kotla you can go to a school library and access internet and get onto the internet and do free courses online fix your content and the way that you present yourself online such that you can offer virtual services and virtual yeah. support so I think you know it goes both ways there is the work that the government needs to do uh, and then we really look at the strategies but also there's the work that we need to do as, as young people to leverage on the opportunity to become globally competitive yeah.
1: I'm gonna give you a task eh okay just one of the days take a drive around Jabroni. Mm-hmm. Um, and just uh, go to where the school is or where the Kotla is mm. for some reason you're going to find people just standing there mm. um, and I got to find out they actually connected to the internet, internet right? on, and nice. then I'm like okay this is working <laughs> this <works. laughs> but what are they doing Do on the internet mm, that's, another, that's question. another question let's go for a quick <laughs> break when we come back we're going to continue with the Convo Lounge podcast
0: this is the Convo Lounge expression EXPOSURE EXPERIENCE
1: Welcome back there to the Cumber Lounge, podcast. Uh, today, we're just giving a review of the state of the national address that was delivered by His Excellency, the President, Dr. Mukwezi Erkia Masisi. Just to uh, give our two cents on um, what the, we think of it and what we wish could have been um, covered and how you, somebody who's actually listening to us, uh, right now watching this podcast to pick on some of the initiatives that are there so that we could create an access to opportunities for you and us, uh, just like we always say, we are trying as cover lounge to uh, uh, bring all of these uh, technical terms and uh, big uh, strategies just to dumb it down a little bit uh, to get you and only the remote zona to be relatable to it and be understanding of it. Just before we went uh, to the break, Andy, we were talking about how you know the government is continued to uh, connect different um, villages with internet. Hmm through the smart ports um, initiative and like i mentioned earlier on this is actually one of the priority uh, sectors that the transitional uh, transformation strategy by the government has so that we could actually tap on these different um digitalization process sure. would actually get us to enable us to tap into different industries uh like for example uh, on the Sona, there's a statement that um there's a patent that has actually come up uh, somewhere around the financial uh, money market um, owned by Mr. Tatayane, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and that is, you know, something that could actually be banked on as having that connectivity to, to the internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do we use this internet uh, for? How can we develop um, solutions that actually get to benefit us as a country? Um, another thing that we actually get to notice that um, with the different policies uh, that are coming and the laws that are coming, um, we are attracting foreign investors into the country. Mm. Um, how do we play a part in that? Mm. Alright. Mm. You look at uh, mining companies like they've uh, implemented the CEP program. Um, how do you align to that using you know your digitalization of the platform right now in the mm-hmm. country I think
0: that's an important conversation um, internet. in key locations in the country that are hotspots for access to internet I think we also have free access to internet I don't know if you've used it I use it all the time in malls yeah uh, Riverwalk Rail Park I'm not sure about Airport Junction yeah. but literally you can connect to what, the Botswana hotspots. Eh? yeah 20 yeah. to 30 minutes of free internet um, mm. in those malls every single day um, question is uh, have you accessed it have you utilized it and if you do utilize it what do you utilize it for yeah. you know I can quickly from the top of my head just think about that young person who needs to submit a job application Why type, you make sure everything is ready and then you go to a mall and sit there the public space and send that CV yeah. you know the next morning you come back to the mall again 30 minutes to check do I have responses I get yeah. you're doing a proposal for business uh, we know that BDIH has got a, a, a a, a, a portal, Elongore. Now they've changed. They used to open a call for applications in different in certain periods during the year for business uh, innovations that they can fund. Yeah. But now it's actually something that goes on perpetually throughout the year. This is so the innovation anytime, fund. Yeah, this is the Botswana Innovation Fund. Yeah. Anytime you feel like you've got the right innovation and it's the right time to apply for funding, you can do that. So that thirty minutes, you do you you do your work, like being offline with your team and everyone. You go to a more you connect you submit your application these are practical ways what can I do with this 30 minutes you know what I mean yeah these online courses can you plan and schedule your way okay, en route that 30 minutes am I going to use it for a short make progress on my short online course you know so there's so many things that could happen with this uh, digital infrastructure that is being created in these hotspots that are there and I think the next level for us as, as young people is not just learning from the internet or consuming the content from the internet but being producers um, of that content and actually making making money off the internet. Can you actually get clients? Can you actually get customers? Can you train? You know, You mm. know I mean. people can hear us. Well. And we shouldn't take that for granted. It's actually a huge thing. Yeah. What does that mean? Can you get online and train people how to speak English? I've seen so many opportunities just to train in speaking English. Again, yeah. You need to pass a few tests to be onboarded into such opportunities. But the point is, you can literally make money Online, just from you know, teaching somebody um, English, and so that's the next level for us. And I think um, definitely there's an opportunity there. Uh, I think for me, uh, one other thing that has stood out for me on the state of the nation address, uh, BK, it's in the financial sector, yes. Uh, can I get also the mining sector? Uh, President Dubuili Hela, as usual, we know that the mining sector as well as the financial services are the bigger contributors to our GDP or economy. And of course, then we've got your tourism and the likes. What does that mean to a young person? Maybe they are part of our communities as Convalanche, you're still in junior secondary, you're in secondary, or you are just about to get into tertiary. Uh, career-wise, decision-wise, right? It means that you need to be looking at these two industries in terms of career choices and decision-making. These are the major uh, industries that are adding value. It means that this is where most of the money is. Where's the money is? is? <laughs> I get it. What are because these sectors, they've got more business, they are growing, I get it. they're yeah. contributing more. And even if you're not part of like the core talent or skills in these sectors, you don't have to be a financial analyst or a chartered accountant. Even in the creative sector, you know, what does it mean for a photographer, a videographer and a creative agency? It means that you need to start focusing on bigger businesses that are in financial services and mining and see how you position yourself to provide services in these sectors because those are the sectors that are booming and even uh, tourism. So -hmm. I think for me, that's something that also stood out in terms of how do you translate the big state of the nation address to your own individual decisions as a young person? And I think the last one for me is around the capital markets. We know that last year in 2022, uh, there was the Retirement Funds Act that was updated from the 2014 Act, uh, which was talking about how uh, previously, I think we used to, if I'm not mistaken, have a 30 70 Uh, Ratio towards uh, Our uh, pension fund industries Investing in offshore investments So it would be 70% investment in offshore And 30% in the country And local investment The revision of this Retirement funds act Has said that We want to have it at Mm. 50-50 But we're not going to do this immediately This is going to happen Gradually uh, Such that the market can also You know adapt And so There were a few targets um, Subject to confirmation On the credit of these targets but let's say 38% this year in 2023 by December and of course uh, I'm seeing that you know gradually uh, in 2024 December we should have increased with 41% investment of those funds into the country until we arrive at 2027 in the 50-50 what does that mean for us as young talent in the country this means there is more money in the country I see with, money <laughs> with, 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 you know we don't have funding even if you randomly did a sample and you spoke to entrepreneurs in the country, startups. What is the issue here? access to funding mm-hmm. but we've always said that globally when you look at this conversation it's actually not a lack of access to funding that is the problem it's a lack of access to bankable ideas it's a lack of access to sustainable ideas and scalable ideas and i think even the pension industry is also going to is facing a challenge now because they want it back. we need to have that money you know yeah. there needs to be stability so these are uh, uh, this is money that can't just be invested anyhow and and get into risky business business ideas that tomorrow Mm so there's also that challenge for the pension fund industry to say okay where are we going to invest this money because the law has now created the, the conducive environment so the honest is on the young talent to create and build businesses that can be invested in to give the to retirement funds the return on investment uh, but also to build and grow the economy so that's the opportunity at play and I think another you know sector that was highlighted in the state of the nation address uh, was an emphasis on using technology yeah. so I think for me if I'm a young person in Botswana the conversation should be how can I leverage this connectivity uh, uh, campaign happening in the country of connecting villages to Brownville I go to school I get funded to go to school. I get allowance. And this allowance, um, I can also have pocket money to go and entertain myself. How do I divert that fund and invest it on building a minimum viable product on my idea? I get that minimum viable product in in collaboration with professors in my university and my research that has been funded by the country. I get that innovation fund, fund my idea to get to the next stage. I get that money. Happens? Can uh, I infrastructure internet to scale my solution and test the market? In the world of business, there's what we call traction if an investor comes into play with that money they want to know what have you been doing what have you been doing how Mm. many customers have you reached um how much revenue have you made and the digital infrastructure enables young talent in Botswana to have traction on its ideas all right and then you can arrive at being able to utilize some of this capital that's going to be based in 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 the country and in the market and so yeah to me I think that's the Picture or the opportunity that I'm seeing and the demand that is being placed on young talent. Yeah.
1: And when you talk about you know collaborations that would come between students and the professors or the lecturers at, at university levels or at school, um, uh, there was also a mention on the State of the Nation address that um, Botswana, uh, the research and education um, network, has actually now aligned to um, UbuntuNet. So this, is, this would mean that there is. A lot of information that would be put out uh, for people to actually uh, piggy bank on Mm. or also just to tap into what's happening in outside market in terms of research and how they are increasing um, their data or the collection of that data. And this is something that oftentimes in our country we Say that uh, there isn't much data that is relevant to what is happening now that we need to uh, keep on tapping into. So I think these um, opportunities are just up to us as young people to say how do we um, leverage on such opportunities uh, that are being put out there? Because if you look also at another industry that was um, mentioned and also similar to that is there has been a launch of the the agricultural sector. Mm-hmm. Um, one over the past uh, year, we've seen a ban on importation of some uh, vegetable mm-hmm. uh, produce in the country. That being number one, mm-hmm. that is what an opportunity mm-hmm. uh, for someone to tap into that, mm-hmm. right? Um, in promotion of also the agricultural sector, there has been the revised thermal um, program that mm-hmm. has been recently launched. Um, and then it talks Which is digital. Yes, right which is digital on mm. top of that, mm. right? So that way it says to you that you really need to keep on stepping up and mm. moving on um, with the times and see how we could um, leverage on this. And I know with the monitor so you could actually go to your parent. A lot of us have our parents our uncles, grandparents. Uh, grandparents who have idle land mm. that they're not really um, using and we are sitting uh, here with that amount of land. Why don't you just go have an agreement with and them, have a lease agreement with them and actually go to um ndb and get a facility to help you um develop um, such a land so these are conversations that i think um going into the next Mm. year a lot of young people Mm. actually um
0: Pick something, pick something yeah let's close it by this um, I think uh, the little silent foxes in the room I think for me um, it's the silence on diversification I think going forward I'd really like to hear Mr. President talking about our progress towards diversifying the economy yeah. we always speak about the initiatives towards this but we never report on it to mm. say okay this year we've moved 10% towards diversifying we've moved 15% towards diversifying and this these were the drivers right I think I want to Hear a little bit more on that. The other thing is that I think six years ago, the State of the Nation Address used to give us an account of all the parastatals.
1: Oh, that What did
0: those parastatals yeah. do? How much did they earn? Which major projects did they deliver on? The State of the Nation address is now I think silent on that, and yeah. that's a little bit problematic because from an accountability point of view, it makes it difficult for us to understand where exactly our key institutions are and how are they performing. If the capital that the taxpayers. Money that is going into these institutions are being efficiently used. So I think for me, that, that would be my closing yeah. point. And
1: also just talking about that, I think right now there's the whole rationalization of parastatals and ministries. Yeah. Um, not to give an excuse, maybe that is why it wasn't um, reported okay. on it because there's a lot that is um, happening. happening um, and I know majority of the parastatals are even having acting um, CEOs that are not um, permanent, permanent mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So maybe let's look at the two-year uh, transitional national okay. plan okay, how it enough. goes um, <laughs> then after that maybe there would be uh, some certain changes that are going to come from that but anyway <laughs> um, let's just close it here um, this is the Convo Lounge podcast let us hear what you have to say on our social media platforms hashtag Convo Lounge Africa or just send us a WhatsApp at plus 267 seven six five one triple nine two. bye
0: This is the Convo Lounge. Expression. Exposure. Experience.